Welcome back to Happily Babbling Ever After. Millions of Americans travel during the Thanksgiving holiday. If you travel long enough on any plane, chances are you gonna have to eat. Was there ever a time when you are excited to eat on an airplane? The answer is never. If you travel coach. I mean, if you travel coach, you are definitely not getting any free meal on any domestic flight here in the U.S. You get peanuts and pretzel and some tap water if you are lucky. But that wasn't always the case, you guys. Airplane food has gone through a transformation, and with any type of transformation. You just never know what you're gonna get. It is just what it is. Airline food is dated back to 1990, when the first airline meal was served on the fly between London and Paris, because those people they wanna eat when they fly. What a quaint idea, you guys! Eat when you fly. The prepackaged lunch box back then cost three ceiling a box, the equivalent of twenty-four buck in today money, a pretty hefty price if you think about it. But in the nineteen twenties, there was weight restrictions, so you can't just take any food, like say a butterball turkey on the plane. This was the era where. Passengers are getting weight before they even allowed to step on the plane. Plane engines were feeble at this time, so there was not much freedom to divert energy from the engine to other source, say the microwave. So cold food was the norm. My food is cold. Do you want us to divert energy from the engine to warm up your food, sir? Well, if you put it that way, yes. A little turbulence and rocking won't hurt anybody. So everything was cold: cold fried chicken, cold fruit salad, cold sandwiches served with wicker basket in the lightest chinaware server you can imagine. European airline was more lavish with their selection at this time, because that Ryan kid hasn't been born yet. So flying on European airlines, you get lobster salad, ice cream, cheese selection with fruit and champagne, and it is not atypical to get lobster, shabat, ox tongue, roasted chicken, peaches. They even give you some sauce to go with those. The menu never changed. Okay, maybe once in a bazillion years, maybe. But since people didn't mind eating lobster, and really, they can't afford to fly so often, so it didn't really matter. So yeah, they definitely did not share the problem that us mom constantly have to figure out what to give the kid for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Three times a day, menu selections and creations. 
The concept that people need to eat when they fly really took off in the 1930s when United figured, well, people want food. Maybe they want it hot. So let's drop it like it hot. So United took it up a notch and installed furs on board kitchen. So air passengers now can enjoy hot meal. On United plane, you can drink cocoa, experience the crab meat cocktail. You can munch on a fresh avocado and choose between grapefruit salad or lettuce and egg salad. Of course, it comes with white tablecloth and flowers. Wow, what a contrast. I have never experienced that in my years of flying with United. Just saying. Other airlines shortly follow. Kitchen became available on the plane. So now when you aboard a Pam Am Clipper, you'll be able to experience meals like beef roasted right on the aircraft. Fancy. And then you'll be able to come in groups to the dining room with white tablecloth and a buffet ready for you to dine. We owed it to United, who realized that on long flight, meal was more than just a sustenance. It was a chance for the crew to soothe the nervous passengers. After all, you have to remember that flying was a nerve-wracking experience for the average Joe who had not flown much. So when passengers are nervous, United figure that at least it can comfort people with food the way that your grandma does. And, and also, this is a period of time where your airplane crew was also your nurse. Everybody can give people aspirins to anxious passengers. Free aspirin, stock up, you guys. But during this period, eating on the plane also mean plane would even stop off for lunch. They would serve customer on picnic table while the plane get refueled. Before continuing with the rest of the trip, they sort of have to because you see back in those days, the plane flew a lot closer to the ground. Not because they want to, but because they have to because of the restraint of navigations. So there was a lot more turbulence and a greater chance of spilling food and drink if it is served in the sky. And who won that? Not me. Think of bus that go a little bit further off the ground than the typical buses. That's your plane back in the 1930s. So it was a lot more easier for the staff to land the plane and serve customer on the ground. In the 1940s, frozen food really took off on airplane. It all started because soldiers, they would embark on this journey to Europe and they would arrive in horrible conditions and the U.S. military started to put two and two together and they began to notice that, hmm, these people wasn't arriving in good physical condition because they wasn't able to eat and drink. They was like, huh? 
This soldier must eat to stay in good shape. How interesting! So when they figured out that good food was a necessity for morale, and hot food was needed for soldier well-being, frozen meal became popular because it was economical. So now airline could start providing a lot more variety on the airplane. 1950 bring the golden age of air travel. Flying on the plane was still considered a luxury. This was the day that people actually dressed up for the airplane and not just wearing their yoga pants. There was no TSA that asked people to strip down their shoes, their jacket, and their belts. Aircraft was much larger, so there was more storage room and airline. Go all out. Passengers still die in style during this era. You talk about white tablecloth, fine china, delicate dishes, accompanied with silver service. In the 1950, variety of food served on the plane. You're talking about pineapple studded with shrimp, cherry tomato, cheese, food square served in a lounge for passengers to enjoy on Northwest Airlines. Chicken pie with biscuit topping on American Airlines. It's not just the food; it is how the food was served too. Airline crew would roll the trolley down the aisle, stacked with fresh salad. They would cut the meat right in the middle of the aisle so everyone could see. Beer was served straight out of a rolling keg on Lufthansa. And Western Airline steward would put on red coats and hat, and they walk through the cabin with hunting horn and the sound of barking dog before they serve you breakfast. It's not just the food, you guys. It is the experience. What a world we live in today. We don't get the food, and we don't get the experience. The 1960 is the adoption era of jet. And that changed everything because jet can go so much faster, so airline don't have to find ways to entertain bored passengers no more. Fly was a lot more quicker, like you could go from London to New York in under three hours. That's how quick it is. But jets introduce a new complication for the airline industry. You see, jets. Are a lot bigger than the typical your old grandma feeble airplane, so airline now could stuff a whole lot more people inside. That also means that airline have to find ways to speed up the process of serving food in flight. So during this period, airlines start switching glassware for plastic, so they don't have to wash no more, and they became more strategic about the food they serve you. Like pre-cut sandwiches instead of the type of sandwich that need to be cut, so you don't need to use knife and a fork. And it's that seeing food item that was designed to cut down on your eating time. But still, jet food was still high quality cuisine. There was still champagne, caviar, lobster. After World War Two is probably when things go downhill. 
because Charter and Nunscad Airline came into the pictures, offering low-cost flight to customer without a rigid schedule, which is great for ghetto and poor people like me. But it was a nightmare for rich folks because this would cause delay and tie up airport. Frustrated the heck our regular airline customer who pay their high ticket price. So, airline began creating a lower level of service. I mean, they really have no choice. They was being diplomatic about it at first, calling it tourist class. But then later, they was being all real and called it what it is, coach, so that they can deal with the competitions. I mean, you didn't expect to be treated all equal when you don't pay the same price at rich folks, did you? So everybody now flying, not just the rich and the famous. Instead of giving up on engine wing, well, someone tries and they were like, no, you can't do that. That will be unethical. So what do they do? They lower the quality of the food. But then they still have to cater to the rich folks. How did airline manage to address the divisions of money? They put a curtain between. Enter lavish first class. Now you have a meal in first class that took two hours to serve and clear. And a meal in economy that is served to the entire cabin in 30 minutes. The 1970 was a peak of choice for first class offerings. You have airlines like Japan Airlines that serve hot and cold sake, Japanese tea for their first class. Flying first class on Japan Airlines was like going to a tea house in the sky. The meal was presented beautifully. It was all about presentation. The rationale is that people taste bud chain with pressures. So it was all about presentations and service than the actual taste because they believe that people eat with eyes, not with their mouth when they fly. Now, remember everybody fly left and right whenever they want to go from A to B. So it was a lot more important to offer affordable flight than five-star cuisine to attract the mass. This is when your Southwest shy. This is where your Ryanair really take off because airline was all about providing affordable flights for passengers. If they want the luxury things like food, they would have to pay up. A critical event that explained the change is the deregulation of airline ticket in the 1978. Before 1978, you see ticket price for airline was regulated here in the U.S. So food was the only way for airline to differentiate themselves from their competitor. I mean, food was the only way for airline back then to justify the hefty price that they charge for the service. And airline didn't want to inform the government that the price should be reduced. Why would they do that? That's like informing someone on the price is right of the actual price. 
How much does letter cost? Ten dollars. No, the cost is a dollars. After 1978, when ticket price was whatever you can pay for, airplanes see themselves more like a bus that go a little bit further off the ground that it once was than this luxurious flying experience that people are all raving about. And then 9/11 that wiped out the last few airlines that still hold on tight to their silverware on the airplane. Now every airline you go, you see plastic knife and fork and spoon. I know what you think. It's disposable, so it's okay. Ah, wrong. You better hope and pray that your plastic knife and fork is clean. Apparently, in 2010, people complained that Australia and New Zealand airline were reusing their plastic knife, fork, and spoon. So they investigated the complaint. Which I thought it was some kind of hoax, but it turned out that Australia and New Zealand airline did indeed reuse their plastic tableware for international flight between ten and thirty times before replacement. What? It's disgusting. Not just one or two times, but ten to thirty times. Before they throw them out, asking why these airlines were saying that they was on about cost saving, international quarantine, and environmental. In their defense, these airlines are saying that they did clean it properly after they passed it to you, commercially washed and sterilized before reuse. But Australia and New Zealand. Wasn't the only airline that doing it. Apparently, reusing plastic tableware is a common practice among airline and food caterer. So the next time you eat on airlines or at a restaurant or at a party, rethink and pray hard. Then come the financial crisis. Like all company. Airline blame the financial crisis for their loss and justify dropping meal service, replacing it all with peanut and soft drink as a way to stay in business during the financial crisis. Yet, years after the financial crisis, the economy is booming. We never went back to the way things was. I guess once you go with peanuts and soft drink, you never go back. Then airline said we can't bring liquid in to the airplane because of the liquid bomb scare. Except that now they have this technology to test whether your water is really water, and still you can't take things into the plane and have to buy all these overpriced little bottles of water on the plane. Given that food on the plane is so badly prepared in the last couple of decades. At least on coach where I fly, you'd be so surprised to learn that food had a outrageous price tag on the plane. Airline food is like twenty six hundred percent more than what you can get at supermarket for in flight food and drink. Like Ryanair is a ghetto airline, and it charge five dollars for a cheese and tomato panini, 
and a three dollar for a cup of tea. It's a tea made with golden water. Also, olive is so expensive because back in 1987, American airline happily report that they trimmed forty thousand dollars off their operation expense simply by removing a single olive from every salad served in first class. Till this day, airline continue use a high attitude. Your taste buds simply don't work properly. The low humidity dry out your nasal passages, and the air pressure desensitize your taste bud to cover up the fact that their food sucks. And they give themselves excuses so they don't even have to try. I mean, unless you travel first or business class, airline food is yucky. Gone are the day when in-flight service as champagne, caviar, black truffle, lobster with chaffron. That is why websites like airlinemeals.net, the Yelp for airline food, is thriving because people want to know what are their chances of getting overcharged for bad food before they even step on the plane. So now, with most airline a bus on wing, some airline still would like to give passenger like you and me a glimpse of hope, a taste of the golden age of air travel through their fine selections of peanuts and pestle and fine tap water. I hope you enjoy the food on your flight. Until next week. Happily babbling ever after.